This is Roy Anderson with the Nora Whiskey. Pour a dram and settle in. This is Cast Chasers Podcast. Recording in progress. Thanks, weird voice. Yeah, I know. It'd be nice if they updated that voice from like 1997. <laughs> no, it's it's some recording of some recording from the in 60s. progress. Do you know I've actually been mistaken for an artificial voice recording? I have too. What? I know. I have. I have. All, uh, when picking when picking up the phone at workplaces, um, I'll be like, uh, you know, thank you for calling such and such. This is Aaron. And people, people like, like they'll like wait for a second and then they'll go, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I thought you were recording. Oh well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, hoping. I never know how to re- how to respond to that. Like, okay, good. I sound very professional. Have you, have you gotten know. any, like, zero, speak to manager, zero. <laughs> Representative. <laughs> right, exactly. Representative. Exactly. I've never gotten that, but I have gotten the awkward pause and then, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought you were recording. <laughs> and sometimes I want to be like, press two, for, like right. after they do that, but I never do. Right, exactly. I mean, you have to play around with it. You got the podcast voice, you got the recording voice. Right, right. Aaron, work with what you got. That's right. I'd uh, much rather just be lazy and drink whiskey. Well, speaking of whiskey, you know what you got? A lot of whiskey in front of you. I do. My I, friend. There's so much whiskey here. <laughs> there's so much. So for, first of all, the, and you know, as... As as those who listen to our show know, we usually record multiple episodes at once. So to start it off, we had close to a dozen bottles of whiskey because this was your first time back in the recording studio since having baby. It was baby. Katie's first time back drinking. So we, we wanted to celebrate that. And you were smarter than we were and you decided not to drink all 12 <laughs> bottles. So good for you. And then uh, for our for our our guests that we're going to have on today, we one, two, three, four, five, at least at least ha- at least half a dozen. Honestly, um, I don't even know how to count it because there are big bottles, there are sample bottles. That's right. Bottles that climb on rocks. Right. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun regardless. Absolutely. Yeah. Should I should I intro him? Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Meh. <laughs> let's let's talk for another hour about the number of bottles right. first, and the, then we'll do that. No, the real absolutely. Crux. So, uh, oh, well, and and we we should also tell people that right now it is just it is just you and me in the studio. Bobby had some connection issues, and Bobby couldn't hack it. Bob Bobby couldn't hang. <laughs> is basically what's going on. This is Katie's first day back drinking and recording. Katie, Bobby Katie, couldn't hang. Katie actually kicked Bobby out. She was like, "Bro, get the <laughs> heck out of here. You can't hang." If you're not going to drink, right. is I think what it was. Bro, you with your flat brimmed hat. Bro. <laughs> He's going to love editing this. He's going <laughs> to... Exactly. This episode is going to be not... The, the intro to this episode is going to be a minute long. With that being said... That being said. <laughs> speaking of whiskey. No, this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun because uh, today we have joining us remote, but I feel like in person in spirit... We've got Roy Anderson, the founder and distiller from Honora Whiskey, joining us. So we want to welcome Roy. Roy, welcome to the Cast Chasers podcast, man. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I feel like I'm in great company with such amazing <laughs> people. Oh, oh wow. We've okay. been, you've been misinformed. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> mm. nobody I will believe you. I don't you. have a handler telling me how much kiss up I need to do. I don't know. <laughs> 
I, feel, I, I suddenly feel that I, I need to be better so <laughs> to, to live up to that. This guy's serious. Okay. I know. So formal, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I so it. not. <laughs> so not. That's all good. I'm three sheets to the wind already. All right. I'm only two sheets, so I'll, I'll try to catch up. <laughs> yeah, you better. I like the fancy glass that you're drinking out of, Roy. You know what? I never said I was classy. <laughs> People just assume that. Right? Like when they ask me, they're like, how should we drink your whiskey? It's like uh, often, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> right, yeah. it's you buy it. It's yours. Put it in a solo cup. I do, you know, mix it with Coke. Sometimes I do. I don't care. Mostly neat, but you know, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neat or your game day preference. That's what I'm picking up. What Exactly. Like whatever you enjoy. It's about enjoying. That's it. It's whiskey. It, it isn't rocket science. It's whiskey. Is it mechanical engineering though? I'm sorry. I couldn't stop oh, myself. Absolutely. It is. <laughs> I mean, to get into it and the chemistry of it. I mean, we can make it sound. It's like so funny because like, like my apprentice, he bought all these books on distilling, right? I mean, he bought everything there is on distilling. He's like, I'll never be able to learn this. And then I took it through him. He's like, uh, those books make it seem so hard. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. It's like, like, really, we're cooking it. Oh, tacos. The tacos are here. <laughs> yeah. We, as we typically do, we got back-to-back bumped up with all of our recordings today. And then at one point, we were like, wait a second. We're drinking whiskey a lot. We should probably get some food in our stomach. And we've got 10 minutes to figure that out. So Christina, Aaron's lovely wife, and our director of marketing for Cask Chasers opted to go out and grab food for us. So thank you, Christina. Thank you, director of marketing and food. <laughs> I need one of those. That is such a good title. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, She's as so we, professional. As we, as we chuck much. food all over the place. Thanks. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Talk, so, so pairing. So whiskey and tacos go well together, right? Well, they do, for sure. <laughs> I think whiskey goes good with just about anything. As That's do tacos. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, in the, one of my failed experiments was like a whiskey with bacon in it, and it, you know, I oh, thought it was going to be yeah. so good. And it's like whiskey and bacon go good together, but right. I mean, whiskey. Bacon and whiskey, not so much. So you know? I've had I mean, some. I've had some cocktails that have like a like a candied bacon in it, and that's okay. But oh, candied bacon, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that, and and maybe that's it. You need you need a little bit of that char, a little bit of that sweet, also. Some brown sugar, some billionaire brown, bacon. Whatever, whatever. I just people. Yeah, just, see that? Yeah, that's too much work. That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll just eat the bacon and drink whiskey. <laughs> All right. So, um, Roy, could you tell us just a little bit about your story, your family's story, how you fell into whiskey, why you decided to continue on with um, making whiskey, et cetera, et cetera? The family business. Yeah. 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 Who are you? Of yeah. a dynasty that was big and then failed, and then I'm trying to bring back, which I mean, perfect. Honestly, like the Romanovs. I'm, I don't really like to promote the story too much because it's told over and over and over again. You know, I'd rather just be known for making good whiskey. So help me God if I can pull it off. Uh, (laughs) So basically my family has been making whiskey for hundreds of years Um, from Ireland and Scotland to America. My uh, forefather came over in 1791 and that was James Anderson founded uh, basically the first large scale commercial distillery in the United States at Mount Vernon with George Washington. And then the family was in the business all the way up until uh, E.L. E. Anderson out of Newport, Kentucky, right before prohibition. And then uh, after that, we decided, you know what? 
They decided why pay all the licensing fees, go through all these new rules and regulations, and they just made moonshine and, you know, just ran moonshine everywhere in southern Indiana and northern Kentucky. So fast forward, um, my grandfather told me all the stories when I was young. When I was like eight years old, I'd be like helping him malt the corn uh, on these big giant canvas tarps. And, you know, it'd be my job, you don't let it dry out. Make sure you keep it hosed down, you know. <laughs> and then when it finally dried, you know, started to, to sprout, he's like, you know, when this start, little white worm looking thing comes out the corn, let me know. And I let him know. And then it's drag it up onto the, the you know, side of the flood wall in New Albany, Indiana, and start letting it dry out. So while it was drying out, he's like, all right, now we're going fishing. Carry all these big, large tubs full of like this sticky, sweet liquid with cheesecloth over the top of it to go fishing. I didn't understand it, you know. All along the Ohio River, we're sending it out, collecting. Come to find out, we're setting yeast traps everywhere, you know, to, to capture the yeast to make the whiskey, you know. That's crazy. So that that's how I got into it. And then, I mean, basically making whiskey all through my teens and and growing some other various plants that probably shouldn't have been done at the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, I never Rare thought herbs, about being one of the things of being something that you could make money at. So, you know, I design things, I build things, I do engineering. I ended up at Notre Dame working on ARPA E projects, advanced technologies, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it's like, let's make whiskey, you know, because my cousin who, you know, my grandfather's name was James Anderson. Uh, my forefather that started this was James Anderson. My cousin is James Anderson. You know, my son is e uh, Eli Kraska Anderson. The last one in the family was E.L. Anderson, which was Eli. I mean, these are all family names that are used over and over, except for Roy. Um, <laughs> so, but, so my cousin and myself, and we were like, you know, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's make whiskey. Let's, you know, I mean, we've been doing it. So I'm like, let's make whiskey. Let's see what happens. And I thought, you know, out of South Bend, Indiana, maybe one day we'll be like big in South Bend, you know? Haida, how would you pronounce this? G-L-E-N-A-L-L-A-C-H-I-E. <laughs> I pronounce that delicious. Or Glen Alecky. Okay. Right? Single malt scotch whiskey from Speyside. Okay. The distillery's been around since 1967, but only available as a single malt since 2018. Uh-huh. And the whiskeys are designed by Billy Walker. What? Yeah. Talk to me more. Yeah, I know, because you you have no idea who Billy Walker is. No. But the Cast Chasers podcast fan base do. Okay. He was the gentleman behind Glendronach Distillery, Ben Riach, Glen Glassa. I should be excited right you now. You should be. If you're a whiskey fan, you should be super excited. Okay. Big, fruity, heavy, sherried whiskeys, just oh. glorious stuff. Okay. Yep, Glenallocky. That's okay. how you pronounce it. Okay, Glenallocky. Right. Glenallocky. Okay. Impex Beverages. Yes. Guess what we are? Uh, I don't know. Proud sponsors of the Cast Chasers podcast. Right. Yes. Fast forward, you bring on some NFL football players that you know, things like this. Before you know it, you're all over the United States. You know, the family name brings back up. It's more known in like Scotland than it's known in here in America and in Scotland. So we're growing big there. I've got family in England. They love it. You know, I mean, everybody's going crazy. Oh, my God, this is a big thing. I've got Iris Poon and I've got all these other people in Australia that just love the whiskey and they want to do things. 
I've got Jim Beam No, one of my mentors helping me do stuff and figure things out. I've got Alan Bishop that helps me out, you know, a great friend. And I mean, seriously, Lisa Wicker, I mean, I couldn't be, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for all these people that got involved and like lifted me up beyond where I'm at. You know, it's like, it's crazy. And the comp, it's like, these people are, you know, Besides being assholes most of the time, they have such <laughs> great hearts and they are such true and good people that it's not like in other businesses where when I start succeeding, they want to put you down. When mm-hmm. I start succeeding, they want to lift me up higher. They want to celebrate my success, you know, and as I do theirs, I mean, like Alan, amazing guy. I mean, on my 1842, I mean, it's it's in honor of my my forefathers. It's it's this crazy thing that we've done. He helped me come up with the mash bill, um, you know, since he actually worked to recreate my my forefathers' original recipes, and Lisa did too. It's like it's so crazy that the connections are there, and I was friends with them before I even knew that, you know. You know what I so. love about the way you've told your story so far? Like we talked to so many incredible people. We're we're very very fortunate in that regard, and we're you know obviously excited for this conversation as well but i do feel like there's more of a tone of like the craftsmanship in a lot of those conversations and you're just like these guys are a bunch of assholes and we love making whiskey together and (laughs) that is a spirit i appreciate yeah some of the best people in the world like (laughs) bar none and you know and i know they won't take Mm -hmm. any offense to that they will laugh about it because Mm -hmm. i mean and I, I would assume they would talk the same way about me. I mean, that's what it's about. I mean, we, you know, I mean, seriously, on the level of whiskey making at the top that I have seen, it's like we rise together. You know, I mean, it's it's one group, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen on the lower level, well, they, they will backstab, they will lie, they will tell stories, this and that. And it's like, I don't even understand why. Right. I mean, right. I'm so I'm so lucky not to be a part of that. You know, it, it's so funny, like on on Facebook and social media, you know, I give Alan hell, like he was talking about his Apple branding. And it's like, you know, I've actually had this stuff from these assholes, whatever, you know, and it's exactly what you expect. Perfection, you know, absolute perfection. I mean, it's, it's just good. And, and, and he'll, you know, like it or whatever else. It's like, because it's said with love, you know, we don't want to come on with some gushy shit, whatever else, you know, I mean, I mean, we're manly men, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was a joke. I'm sure I'm going to end up in trouble for that. Uh, no, you're fine. It's all right. I was about to ask you, are you sure you're not from Jersey? And that would end us up in the same category of issues, apparently. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I will be going out that way because that's where Lisa's at. Yep. I know. I know. That, you know so that's how, did you guys, how did you guys cross paths when you were like starting this whole operation up and figuring out how you were going to make a whiskey? Okay, well, believe it or not, back down in Bardstown. Uh-huh. I like how this story starts. Lisa lives next door to Jim Beam. I feel like we knew this, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We haven't yeah, sent I Christmas mean, cards yet, so I don't know. You no, know, I mean, it's like it's like we all have these connections to there, and it's like, oh, my God, he's out of South Bend, Indiana. He's a northerner. <laughs> not really. That's just where I'm at now, you know? It doesn't matter whether I'm in Indiana or, and, and it's been 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, I'm that old, you know, that I have not been in that area. But I mean, those are the things that I learned when I was young and I carried with me throughout my life. And no matter where I'm at, that's where it comes from, you know. So I can be in Florida, 
like Fort Lauderdale, Miami, where I'm at now, you know, Orlando, or I can be in Austin, Texas, or I can be in Australia in Sydney. And it doesn't matter because that's where I'm from. You know, that's where my heart is. That's where everything comes from on the alcohol side. You know, I mean, me, Alan, I mean, Alan, I didn't meet until much later in life, but we come from the same area. Lisa comes from the same area. We come geographically. We were taught basically the same things. We were all beaten the same way as children. (laughs) The things that bond. You know, I mean, it's just the way it was. We all picked our switch from the same bush. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate. I mean, I would cut down a weeping willow tree in a heartbeat if it was in my yard. (laughs) Now, if if it's white oak, that's fine. I have my own forest that I own. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You got, you know, you got to. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm in forestry and lumber and. Everything else as well, because that's just what happens, right? You, <laughs> well, you get tired of having to pay these prices for this and for that. I mean, in the old farm way, and the way you learned is, you know, if you can do it yourself, you do it yourself, mm-hmm. right? You, know, you can pick up a nice piece of land full of American white oak, uh, grab it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, guess what? I've got barrels forever. You didn't now. know that getting into the whiskey game was like a real life monopoly game, but better because it has whiskey. It is. It is. I mean, I. Uh, I do all these crazy things and all these travelings and meet so many people and everybody's like, you must live this. You know, it's like, I am so broke. It's not funny. Like you have no (laughs) idea how much money it actually takes to do these things. Right. Like I've got low paid employees that work for me. That's like, I wish I had their money. (laughs) Right. Well, I I think, I I think we were having a conversation with uh, Chris Morris and what he said was, he said, he said, if you want to make a small fortune, in the whiskey industry, start with a large fortune, and that's just that's stuck with me, and that's make me feel better about the how I'm not hemorrhaging money right now. It's down to a slow drip. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, this is all a passion project. That's, that's right. The that's right. <laughs> They're all passion right? projects, but you know, again, nobody gets into the whiskey business originally from money. No, the business guys that get into it, they make money on it. Sure, but the people that make the whiskey. Mm-hmm. We're just happy to survive and, you know, spend most the rest of our lives buzzed. Well, buzzed and happy. Yeah. That's, that's the Good bumper enough. sticker. Buzzed and happy. Man, you it guys does. have a, a particularly interesting tie in, though, like in terms of making it for the love of it and just like, you know, the camaraderie, the community. Uh, one thing I didn't realize until I started looking up more about Honora is your guys tie into Notre Dame and how, you know, the whiskeys that you yeah. got, like, Talk yeah. to us a little bit about that, man. Um, well, let's see. I mean, some of the most amazing people, like like most of the NFL football players, the athletes, the businessmen, everybody else that are tied, and and my mentors on that side. You know, we've talked about the people I know on the whiskey side, but on the business side and everything else, and promotions, and just you know, more people that are just amazing. Almost all of them are from Notre Dame. We got Reggie Brooks. We got Chris Sorich. We got my brother, that uh, my little brother, Tavon Coney, you know, from the Raiders. We've got Malik Zaire's Lucky Lefty Bourbon. We've got, you know, uh, Mark, you know, I mean, all of these people are from Notre Dame. I mean, it's it's insane. It's insane. They're just such good people, such a good community. You know, we love to tailgate. We love to drink. We just like to have a good time. <laughs> You know, and none of it would be possible, of course, without, you know, my CEO, Mike Pound. I mean, I mean, he's 
the English wonder. I mean, it, it's insane. I can't even believe the people that I have involved in this. Again, I'm the dumbest guy in my entire company, and it's so incredible. <laughs> so would you say that everybody that you just listed off, like, were they whiskey people to begin with, or were they just, like, you guys are just a bunch of friends? Nobody and... starts out as a whiskey person. <laughs> each one's got a unique story of how yeah. they got into it. And it's like, you know, uh, I, I, was, I, I will name names because Chris George is going to make me say, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious on this podcast. Well, you slipped but it in pretty <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah, I got it in. You know, you know what's up, Chris? It's coming to you. All right, buddy. You know, you and the Bears, we got this. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, can you I, it, can you make him say like, I don't know. Go Vikings or something as his what, next phrase. You, know, you guys are so awesome. It's got to be a really good, hard, complicated word that he's going to have to fit into his next podcast. Awesome. Yeah. You know, so if you, you think of it on the show, great, because I would love to hear it here first. If not, message me, email me. Let's Will make do. this complicated and fun. Polynucleic acid. I don't even know if that's a real thing. I'm just splicing together. It I thought it might have been. to be a real word. We can do this. I think it's, it's fine. I think it's mostly. It sounds sciencey. It's, of course, that's all that matters. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it back to you with spell check. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. And then the business side of it, you know, the things that I've learned from these people in Notre Dame and and Tony Rice and and Oscar McBride. And I mean, there's so many of them, so many big names. And yet they are just such down to earth, normal people. When you pull that curtain of fame away, it's yeah. like. Half of them, if I would have known who they were before I met them, I would have never have spoken to them. Like, seriously, and it's like they are so such big personalities and names. And you meet them first and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Pardon my language. Cut that out. You know, <laughs> but, uh, it's staying it's in like, holy, it's, it's nuts. It's just nuts. I, I don't even know. I mean. Aaron, Every day I wake like, up and it's like, is this really happening to me? Is this a dream? Mm. Like, do I make good whiskey? I mean, or am I going to wake up and have to, have to go to the trailer factory? It's like, get your butt up, man. You make great. You need to get in there and start working on floors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean. All right, Cast Chasers. That ends part one of our conversation with Roy Anderson from Anora Whiskey. Please tune in next week for part two as we finish up the conversation and maybe actually drink some of the whiskey. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also go to our website at castchasers.org. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the family. Feel free to start from the beginning or jump in right here. And remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. <laughs> <laughs>